March 20th, 2017. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Why why all that? Well, I I was looking for a different mood to open the show. I wanted something that felt more authoritative, you know? I'm sure it's because I sound professional today. You you sound like you have a real microphone. And I didn't fuck up the audio. Um, <laughs> well, I, technically I didn't. But we won't talk about last week's show except for only the content of it. Except to say that recording is very hard. And It is. It always is. And it's actually, always a reminder it's, that we are human. Not only that, but it's a reminder to the audience that it is a miracle that they even get this show in the first place based on everything that we have to do to actually make it. <laughs> I mean, I thought about this the other day, and I'm going to count right now for you. To make this show, to make this podcast that we do, first of all, we have Discord, which is our uh, our app that we use to sort of talk to each other and record, and that's fine. Yes. Then Correct. I use Logic Pro to edit the show and put on any effects and put in music and stuff afterwards if there's any of that. I use Audio Hijack to record the conversation and to pull an emergency backup track like the listeners heard last week. I also use, I know it keeps going. I also use podcast chapters an app now so I can mark the chapters in the podcast. And so you overcast uh, listeners, I was going to say overwatch uh, overcast <laughs> listeners can hear the show. And that's not even including like audition to clean up audio. If there's any noise in the background. And of course we use, Messages all week to talk. We use Google Drive to collaborate. There's like 10 different programs just to make one show. Software as a service, baby. <laughs> Software as life. But it's good. Yeah, software as life. Software as life. <laughs> it's good well. you list that out, though. Like, uh, so many people on, on other podcasts and community around podcasting always ask like what software you guys are using well yeah. we'll refer to episode 53 as the one where you can find a list of our software <laughs> that's right and then sponsored we'll do by none of them that's i know <laughs> sponsored by no come one come on <laughs> discord we're your best friends um i want a wampus pin <laughs> yeah sandy just wants to retweet you guys and win stuff um go to pax east next year yeah, yeah, they had, oh, I love they had baking cookies. They were baking cookies. Oh god, I can't even talk. Speaking of uh, speaking of you not being able to talk, you know who I listened to do a lot of talking this past week? Your your fiance. Oh yes. I listened to the Average Geniuses podcast. He's a chatty Kathy. I he doesn't sound like how I thought he'd sound. Does that make any oh, sense? Here he comes. All right. I guess it Get does. Yourself I don't Get know. Yourself. Did you think his his voice would be deeper? No, it, I deep. I don't know. Like you, the fluffy. way you describe him, you describe Arya sometimes. And this is, if people don't know, uh, Sandy's fiance does another podcast called The Average Geniuses. It's also a video game podcast. Check it out. It is very personal. It feels like you're kind of hanging out with these two friends who know each other very well and are talking about video games. Um, but it. Uh, I don't know if I was expecting him to be gruffer, if that makes any sense. Because yeah, you're always talking sense. about how ah, Arya doesn't like this. Uh, he doesn't like that. <laughs> He's a cranky pants. Uh, I didn't hear somebody that was that cranky. Although his his story about getting a Nintendo Switch had me uh, 
had me really going. <laughs> Seems like he yeah. he logistically figured out how to get the most out of Amazon.com. Pretty much. Um, yeah, no, Ari is good people. People like him. He's charismatic. <laughs> yeah, so much so that you're going to marry him. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like him. I think he's cool. He's okay. Yeah, but, you know, he's a... He's got his moments. He's a, he's a lovable guy, but he's kind of like a cat, you know. Like he'll show you his belly, but if you rub it, he won't. He'll walk away from you, you know. So Yannick, see what I'm doing here? You you rub her. Is that what you do? You 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 rub <laughs> her on the. How do you? There's an expression <laughs> that says you you rub her on the. You rub her on the on the direction of the hairs, you know, like when you pet a cat. <laughs> like against you, the you, grain, or yeah, not against you, the you opposite know. of against the grain. No, not the opposite. You have to on 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 the way of it. Just you know, just with the grain. You know, work with it. You work with. I'm working. Work yeah, with I'm the working beast. it. In. Yeah. So here's yeah. the thing, uh. Sandy. Don't don't listen because this might affect how you feel about me talking about your your. I'm gonna cover yeah, my ears with my headphones. Good, Yannick. Okay, it, I've got it, a new covered, strategy. With your headphones, good. good. Headphones are fine. The new <laughs> headphones work perfect. <laughs> Uh, so Yannick, this is how we're gonna grow the podcast. We're mm-hmm. gonna mention a new person every week, okay? Mm-hmm. And and that way, that week on Twitter, we'll just be like, "Hey, we you know, we tweet at him. Hey, we talked about you on the show. Boom, that's a new listener every week." Yeah, yeah. And, and we're and, just and just like that. Like we can get one so, new listener a week. So, but so, but do we get rid of Sandy, or are we just? No, I don't. But I mean, like, I want her to think that, like, you know, her and I are like best friends, and I care about everything. Yeah, of but, course. Like, okay, got it. Got right. It. So she can't know. Like, get her to the cat cat. This Aria thing is all and... like, it, right? It's all a ploy to get him yeah. to listen to one episode. Right. 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 Okay. Well, I guess. I guess now it's kind of ruined if if we're on the air. No. No. Okay. Let's just come back and we'll pretend we'll cut all this out. This none of this will be in okay. the show. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I heard none are. of it. Hey. Hey. Um. So best friends, Andy. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Video game podcast. <laughs> yeah. For people that aren't familiar, this is Pixels Weekly. It's a video game podcast. And that was one heck of an intro. I feel like we just put I mean, together there. I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I don't I didn't hear half of it because I had headphones on. Well, Sandy, despite what you've heard so far or haven't heard, we're a weekly oh. video game podcast that comes out to make you smile. And uh, we're covering the news from week in and week out, or at least we have been last week and this week as we try some new stuff with the format of the show. Uh, this week on Pixels Weekly, we're going to be talking about the death of StarCraft Two. Boogie two nine eight eight on his internet hate machine video. I'm and a fan. Twitch. Can't wait to hear about that. I'm a big fan. Browser. Yeah, you're oh, you're a fan of Boogie. Oh yeah, I love the guy. Oh okay, and then and of course we're going to be talking about Twitch leaving the browser. Which is going to be very interesting. That browser is what made them all their money. So we'll see. Who wants to start? It's totally true. The browser made them all their money. But okay. I'll start with StarCraft 2. Do it. And how the esports scene for StarCraft 2 is absolutely dead. So no. I'm going to tell you guys a rumor. I've been talking about this in previous episodes. StarCraft 2 as an esport is not viable anymore. What does that mean? Um... It kind of sucks. But Brood War, 
which is an expansion for the original StarCraft, is still a huge thing in Korea. And rumor has it... You guys want to know what the rumor is? Tell me. StarCraft is going to come back remastered. What? Maybe this year. Whoa. <laughs> Good thing we're going to go to BlizzCon. Oh, yeah, we got to jump on those tickets. You know that the, I've marked it on my calendar. April 5th or April 8th is when you should pick up tickets. But we should probably not, not tell our listeners. Otherwise, they're going to steal our tickets. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so edit that again. All right. We'll cut that out. One, one, uh, 9.1 million listeners, please do not pay attention to that. <laughs> yeah, put headphones on. Cover your ears. Mm-hmm. Cover your ears. <laughs> Cover them up. Uh, so, uh, no, but like, the, uh, this is yeah, this, this is Go huge. ahead, Ryan. No, I'm sorry. I don't have anything to say. Sorry, go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's going to say thought, something? I thought, no, because I'm very much a... This Blizzard, first game for me was StarCraft 1, and I think it was probably my first um, PC game ever. I can't, I'm trying to remember. Oh. But like, at least the first PC game that I own myself. Um, I don't even know how I came up and, buy, and bought that game. Maybe someone lawned it to me, and I never really gave it back. Shareware, um, maybe. Who knows? Because I remember my parents buying me console games, but and me being very, very much of a spoiled kid about it, and knowing what franchise I wanted to buy. But on PC, I can't remember how I ended up buying StarCraft, and knowing I would buy a, the my first game would be from this huge company still today in 2017. Anyway, yeah, StarCraft, big thing. But so, is it StarCraft two the problem? Is it StarCraft the franchise? Is it the RTS genre that is more of a problem? Because if the rumors just bring back the original StarCraft, but RTS is is really kind of, you know, the hype is gone and MOBA is taking all the attention. I don't see how it's going to fix it. Yeah. I think people want a, an RTS game. They do want a, re- a real-time strategy game. The issue is that StarCraft Two took away a lot of what StarCraft originally had. Mm-hmm. So they introduced too many features too late. And by that time, the audience was already gone. The American team, Evil Geniuses, got rid of their StarCraft Two players. And these were players that won big competitions. And StarCraft mm-hmm. is the original esports. So kind of seeing the scene for StarCraft dwindle away because they're just not supporting the game like the way they used to. I feel like this is, if it is true, if they do remaster StarCraft, is because they want to bring that kind of like hype, that emotion, that feeling back. A lot of the StarCraft players are becoming mobile players and it's just, it's not translating. Like, you've got players like Scarlet trying to play Dota. And StarCraft is a 1v1 game. It's not yeah. a team-based game. They don't really do the translation all that well. Evil Genius has had a, a player, Idra, who tried to go to Heroes of the Storm. Didn't mm. really transition all that well into the game. They ended up dropping him. And I think people just want to reinvigorate the game that started this huge industry, this huge scene. People love nostalgia, for sure. People do love nostalgia, and if it wasn't for StarCraft, we wouldn't have esports. And the the big thing is that game developers cannot make esports games. They need to make games and just let the community kind of run with it because they'll figure it out. I mean, you if say it's meant that, to be but an I mean, like, game, what, it'll happen. Uh, I want to push back on that for a second because, like, to Yannick's point, that was going to be my question. What the heck's wrong with StarCraft 2? It seems like a perfectly great game. And even if they were 
late to the game with some features or whatever, it would seem to me that an audience that's really interested will find those features if if they currently exist. Is it a matter of are they not keeping up with balance patches? What why has is it just one of those things like the Xbox One launch where public perception turned and there's no turning it back for kind of no reason at this point? Or there's still systemic StarCraft two problems? I think there's still like systemic issues, like you were saying with the balance patches. It's kind of boring to watch StarCraft and see the same kind of players always always win. Like the Protoss players always gonna win because they've got this crazy cheese and they're just gonna steamroll the games and then it's just the strategy that you had in there before isn't there anymore. And I think that's kind of what ruined it. Um, a lot of people like to blame one of the, I believe he's a community manager, uh, and he used to be a huge like fan of the game, and a lot of the community kind of blame him. His name is David Kim, and he became a Blizzard employee, rags to riches kind of thing, but he's blamed a lot for the issues in StarCraft Two because he's the one that was supposed to kind of like balance it out. Yeah. for esports and to keep the scene hyper competitive and it seems like he just did it. Oh, right. Yeah, to to wrap up on the topic, I would be moderately disappointed if Blizzard were to remaster a an original game. Um it's it's you know, it doesn't it doesn't sound Blizzard for me. Um looking at the 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 recent news, the fact that they are um, turning their back away from any kind of legacy server on World of Warcraft or uh, seeing them, you know, dropping the Project Titan and making Overwatch when they, you know, they had a new MMORPG kind of reboot. Uh, I don't know if that's the, the, the culture out there to just remake something or even remaster. Usually they come up with new ideas and I think they're in a pretty comfortable spot with all their other franchises. Um, it's it's a uh, to me it's a far fetched rumor. Maybe it's it, you know it's founded on good information, but for me it doesn't really it doesn't really stick. It doesn't really work for me right now. So wait and see, I guess. I think out of all their IPs, StarCraft Two is the one that's hurting the most. The single player is great, the story is great, but it's kind of the one that's slightly kind of forgotten. And being overshadowed. And it would be such a pity considering this is kind of the game that started the whole esports scene and got Blizzard heavily involved into it. But we'll see. For sure. Well, my uh, first story for the episode is about uh, Stephen Williams. Now, maybe you people don't know who Stephen Williams is. He goes by the... YouTuber named Boogie2988. Uh, he was made popular. I think he was trending gamer of the year at this year's Game Awards, and he also is uh, known as playing the character Frankie, who just can't believe anything is going on. 
Francis. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, I think it's something all fat guys have to be able to do. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's so funny. That's how we all discovered him breaking his Xbox in his living room and on the street. Uh, for some random reason, that's the first video that I saw from him three or four years ago already. Yeah, he's been out there for a number of years, and his his yeah. latest video is kind of addressing some stuff that went down um, over this past week that we uh, I wanted to take a second to talk about. Um, Colin Moriarty, uh, formerly of IGN, and now very formally of Kind of Funny, um, he left IGN to found this company with his friends called Kind of Funny. Uh, they, they do podcasts that I personally listen to. I know probably a number of you listen to. Um, he, during International Women's Day, kind of unloaded a tasteless tweet um, for the day without a woman hashtag he said ah peace and quiet or something to that effect i'm, I'm sure i'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. um which is surely in poor taste but uh I, i'm sure that i'm sure that had it been said on another day maybe not have gained as much attention that being said i don't like what he said um one of those are what they call small aggressions. It's one of those accepted uh, terms that you can say without getting too much, you know, too much uh, problem about it, but it still hurts in a way. Sure. Uh, and I mean, even you if know. you don't mean it, just hearing, just doubting about it is kind of like a small aggression in itself. So exactly. And we can have a whole conversation about how it's not OK that American society has put us in a position where that's an OK thing to say without any repercussion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, he kind of uh, Francis to go back to him. He made this video talking and defending Colin, but in the same breath, defending PewDiePie and defending uh, this John Tron YouTuber. So I took a clip here of his video, and we're, we're going to play it for you, and we're going to come back and talk about it. So let's let's hear the clip. So it's no wonder to me, it's no wonder to me, and shouldn't be to you, that these publications are now lambasting Colin, and they're now lambasting Kind of Funny Games, pointing out that no no, no women work in the organization as a face for the, for the thing and and you know they're for the loudest men in the industry and you have people like Destructoid saying well Colin Moriarty his next job will probably be at Breitbart because he's a hateful hate monger a piece of garbage and it's it's no surprise to me that the industry would turn so quickly because they would hate those people for being independent and for doing what they do it's no surprise to me that they'll turn on Felix because they hate Felix for being independent and doing what he does um, John Tron's a, a more difficult situation. You know, I, I consider John a friend. We have talked on Skype for many, many hours. Um, we have helped each other out when it comes to just stuff. Talked about YouTube, talked about life, and it's been wonderful. And I, for the most part, I never knew that John had the opinions that he has. I think recently he might have been red-pilled, as they'll say. And um, he's starting to say that stuff. And maybe he feels that way right now. Maybe he's learning. Maybe he's trying on new ideas and new hats to figure out how he feels. And I don't think that's going to change my opinion with John. John has recently come out and said some stuff about immigration and people of color and things that he feels might be true and, and discuss this stuff. And, and it's left a lot of people very, very angry at John, including ex-friends and ex-fans. And I don't agree with most of what John has to say. But I certainly don't fault him for trying on the idea. And I certainly don't fault him for trying to figure it out for himself and to think for himself instead of swallow and follow a narrative. 
But once again, John is a YouTube creator and John is independent. So it's no surprise that people turn quickly on him, especially because some of John's stuff was pretty out there, I think. Uh, stuff I would not personally agree with. But the point that I'm making here is these people who I consider peers, these people who, who I consider to be relatively good content creators, are feeling the teeth now that are fully chewing them up and spitting them out. They're the same teeth that nipped at me two and a half years ago. And those are the same people who, the same people who are so outraged now and vindictive with their outrage and feel that destroying these people's lives and their careers is, is righteous and correct. And they think they're the good guy, even though they're doing very bad things to people. These are the same people that came at me two and a half years ago that made me take a step back and say, you know what? I don't want to die on this hill. I don't want, this is not something I want to, to end my career over. I have a mortgage to pay. I'm not going to get other job offers like Colin. I'm not going to be able to always be independent like John. You know, I won't be a multimillionaire like Felix and be okay and run my own corporation. I'm just some fat shit in a corner of Arkansas trying to pay his rent, now paying his mortgage, trying to pay his medical bills and stay alive. Maybe there is a better way for me. Maybe I will just play with my Pokemon cards. Maybe I'll let those people be outraged at whoever else they want to be outraged with. And while I do that, I can always try to preach an, um, a sense of moderation, a, a sense of, of free thinking, a sense of figuring things out for yourself, of, of being speculative and, and, and being suspicious of the things you hear and the things that you see, and to try to encourage people to stop being so far left and so far right and try to find place in the middle so in that clip i want to address two things sandy and yannick you both watched this video mm -hmm. number one it this gave me some insight into if not if not the mind of williams uh the mind of a youtuber uh and you've heard yes. we've heard this sort of echoing from pewdiepie from colin from others who are convinced that they're disliked simply because they're independent and that old media doesn't like new media and that old media is dying. In fact, Francis quotes, he attributes the quotes to IGN, but really it was some of Colin's former colleagues at IGN, not IGN, the institution that launched those complaints against him. I think I, I could be wrong, but my guess is, is that IGN's pretty happy for Colin's success um, my guess is that Colin respects people at IGN and Colin is well-liked in the video game industry. And I think to have him go on and do something not video game related is, to use a Trumpism, sad. <laughs> <laughs> sad. I, I say that, when, you know, you guys have heard the, the interview that I did with him uh, two years ago. Uh, and we put that up on during Christmas. So you can go back and listen to that on our feed. But... He's an incredibly smart guy, incredibly uh, savvy about the industry and how it works. Um, that being said, he does have times where he ventures into being very convinced of his uh, <laughs> of his of his beliefs, and uh, to the point of he had a show on the network called Colin Was Right. You know, he, he made it a point to point out when he was right about things. So Colin can be his own sort of personality. But going back to what Williams was saying about him and PewDiePie and others, he talked about the vilification and how that these people are independent. And 
it just sounded to me like the the need to be the lone wolf, the the savior, and this is a typical thing with anybody who who is convinced of something, and this is actually the hardest type of thing to break. The second that someone believes that they're the sole person who understands something, oh, I see the light in a way that others don't, that is the hardest type of barrier to get through. Um, You just can't talk to that person because the more you talk to a person like that, the more they're convinced they're right or that you don't understand and they're fighting alone. And I think that that's the type of behavior you see from PewDiePie. That's the type of rhetoric we just heard from Williams, Boogie, if you will. And that's the type of stuff we're hearing from JonTron. And it's bullshit. It's a bullshit excuse. And in fact, you hear a little bit about it, uh, a little bit of it from Colin. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like I watched the video and I had all kinds of, of issues with it. And it was like the Wall Street Journal is out to take down PewDiePie. And the Wall Street Journal doesn't care. Ridiculous. The Wall Street Journal wants to sell subscriptions. And if they've got clickbait titles, that's what they're going to do. Right. The thing is, is like they didn't do it alone. PewDiePie was partnered with Polaris. Polaris got bought out by the Walt Disney Company. Absolutely. He, he, he did the whole thing on YouTube. He didn't make his own video streaming service and then had people go and find him that way. I think when you do that from the ground up, that's you doing it on your own. That's what Giant Bomb did. Giant Bomb did that. They got their fans. They said, hey, we need some money. We're going to build something from scratch. That's doing it on your own. They found a platform where they could just say whatever they wanted and think that they've they're covered by like freedom of speech and think that they can do and say whatever they want for the sake of comedy and not for nothing none of them come close to George Carlin or even like an Amy Schumer oh my god and we can talk about Amy Schumer's latest special in another podcast because <laughs> I didn't like it very much but George Carlin is a personal hero of mine and I think you you hit the nail on the head Sandy which is Freedom of speech is one thing, but when it's time to file their taxes, he is Pootie Pie Incorporated, and Williams is Boogie2988 Incorporated, and Colin is Kind of Funny Incorporated, and when you say shit under company names or that affect other people, in the case of Colin, right, it might affect people's perception of Kind of Funny, um, you're going to suffer consequences of that, and that freedom of speech is not freedom from consequence. Right. Yeah. And the other thing that um, Boogie had said is, so a day without women, the, the whole thing Oh, so dismissive of it. So horribly dismissive. Super dismissive. dismissive. So what it was is wear red in solidarity if you can't take the day off. If you can't take the day off, do the respectful thing and tell your employer like hey this is something i believe strongly in can i take the day off or like would you be okay in being my ally and taking the day off or doing something like that and supporting minority owned um businesses but granted it's just you know what are you what are you doing you can't speak about something if you don't know the whole story yeah i know we went long on this but uh I just wanted to yeah, take can that I, extra Can I add time something up. on that? Yeah, can please. Can I add something on that? Just to, because it's like, I know we're going over long, but um, I did have a I'll cut one of my stories. Feelings <laughs> I, I, 
I did have some feelings of uh, similar to you guys, but um, it's, inter- it's it's an interesting debate. And if you guys, listeners, are uh, really having an opinion about it, join us on Discord. We can extend the conversation. Uh, we'd be happy to in a respectful manner. Um, what? I would like to counter you guys on some parts. Um, I was going to say, I, you're creating to, a clickbait headline inside of the show to get people to go to the yeah, Discord. Yeah, talking about... <laughs> just, I, know, just to, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Th- those parts of the video that you mentioned. Uh, there is other parts of the video where I, I think I understood from um, um, Boogie point of view is that... Because uh, I've heard him talk about PewDiePie in the past in other videos as well. And I think some of his part is... Um, something's point is that we are sometimes the the world right now, the media and everything is taking everything really, really dark or really, really white, and there's no middle ground, and there is always just like not a there's always not a middle ground, and like and so those guys are very much entitled, and everything that they said is gonna be obviously like inspiring kids and has bad influence. I agree, but there are some parts that are like it. He's probably complaining about the fact that there is too quickly too fast a judgment made on a person for what they said and um and 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 without context often without and without and without context and that's the problem because then that context is forgotten and then lost over time and i think that's what a a lot of time he he was trying to refer in that video uh saying that he knows those people you know as much as he on like don't agree with them uh, sometimes he still respects them, and uh, I even saw him this uh, after this evening that as we are recording, uh, responding by tweets, um, saying that he regret what he said on uh, on um, oh, what's his name now the the first guy you talked about uh, from kind of funny, Colin Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know there there's that to to take as well. And he did finish the video on a very good note, saying that you know if you want to change someone, you don't change him with hate, you change him with love. And I'll yeah. finish up on that. Very southern that. thing for Francis to say. <laughs> I, I, I look at, at this point. I'm I'm all but forfeiting my second story of the night because it's less important. But I I want to say that this this to kind of cap this off. You can disagree with someone and not like them, and you can lose respect for someone personally, but still appreciate their work. Now, a yep. note on okay. Colin. I don't know what he's going to do next. People have said, oh, Breitbart and this sort of thing. I don't know what Colin's going to do next. Here's what I can tell you that I know about Colin. Brilliant video game mind, one of the best Sony prognosticators and commentators out there, often very honest with his opinions and not known to talk out of turn or break embargoes, an extremely professional person. And any time I ever reached out for him, whether that was through email with a question or reaching out to say, hey, I'd love to get you for an interview. He had always, always been warm, polite, professional, and willing to do it. So I respect the hell out of the man's work. I don't like the tweet, but it is what it is. So, 100%. Something more light, you guys. I'm checking my phone here because I have a yeah. PC in front of me. Uh, my next piece of news is something really nice that came out this week uh, from the guys at Apple. It's a voicemail um, from your mom. It's yeah. a voicemail from my mom. <laughs> She's just, just checking your phone. <laughs> He's awake. It's 4 a.m. over there. She's awake. Um, <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. She, uh, no, she didn't send me that. I hope she did, but she's not a gamer. Um, luckily, so I was a bit worried when uh, the um, Mario Jumper, I forgot even the name, Super Mario Run came yeah. out uh, on the App Store and on Android. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Apple is bringing uh, is bringing Nintendo on stage. They're going full ham on gaming, but on gaming that has a name um, in the industry. And you guys know our attachment for indie games and App Store. Um, uh, Apple um, displayed a category called indie games in their in their uh, in their game section and as well right now it's featured it's this week featured topic um, with a few categories indie grades 99 cents for a limited time so they have some deals on a lot of indie games prune v v v v v v um there's monument <laughs> valley i saw on my on my computer there's big city that is free, um, and that's a debut uh, for this game. Kingdom New Lands, which is an awesome um, PC game that has been ported over to mobile. I can I recommend you guys to check it out. Uh, there's a lot of great game on there. A lot of them are because of that 25% off and everything. And um, I I just always love uh, and and also jumping into the PC world. I always love supporting those indie games um indie developers and what they make um the tools out there to make great games are more and more accessible and more and more available and you can just see the creative mind shine with that with this feature so we never talk about mobile but i wanted to give a thumbs up to apple for doing this um it's probably not the the type of game that drive their their revenue if you know what i'm saying i mean sure i only play indie games They're i'm not only gonna get rich off of this stuff on my, yeah, but it's like there's, you know, you see Mobile Strike advertisement from Schwarzenegger. You see uh, FIFA coming up with their version every year. Um, I'm not, I'm never really in- interested by those. Tom Rider Go was probably the exception, right, Ryan? You played that game? Tom um, Rider Go is very good. Yeah, I mean, all the Go games are pretty good. Hardly yeah. indie. Pokemon Go, and then, and then that was that was pretty much all we heard this last year. I was a little bit sad. Um and, and and I'm happy to see the indie game being put on the on the front line of the of the app store. So go on your app store. Uh, if you look at it from a from a Mac, you'll see PC games as well, uh, including the very uh, very good uh, The Witness puzzle game, 3D puzzle game. That's awesome. And uh, and on mobile, you have a lot of great apps as well. So I'm looking at this top category of like. Just the main scroll, Device 6, Super Hexagon, Sword and Sorcery, uh, Brother Sword and Sorcery, which they, they put one of our first indie hits and still incredible, and it is Monument Valley, Oxen Free, Transistor. Like, if you have an iPhone and it's the only video game platform you have, you're, you're you got it, man. Like, you can have a lot of good stuff. I also noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when I scroll through that indie game section, not a ton of free-to-play stuff, which... I nope. really like to see. Mm-hmm. I really like to see it. Yep, yep. And usually those like that are that you pay for ninety nine cents don't really um, bait you in with more in game currency or in game uh, in game purchases um, in app in app purchases. Wait a second, Yannick. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Stop the presses. Hold on. I'm logging into my Steam account. Because <laughs> stop the presses. Stop the, because stop the presses. You said in the indie section. Of the Mac App Store, or right on the, like, if you open up your Mac, click on the Apple, go to App Store. I see The Witness, Editor's Choice, front page, right? Yeah. I have The Witness for PC in the Humble Bundle. So, let's check here, games. I'm going to see on Steam if they just toggled it over and made it available. Oh, here it is. Disappointment. Disappointed. All right, 
Next new. She's not impressed every time. No, it's, it's, it's not. I am every impressed. Time. The only thing is that, like, <laughs> my thing is, like, Transistor is a great game. I love it. Yeah. There's a game that I bought, um, that we bought a, a while back called Threes. It, fun game made by one person. It's like a puzzle game. But it had a copycat. Yeah, yes. the copycat is 2048. That's the free-to-play copycat of Threes. I just think it's Force. I call it Force. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't care what it is. It's a copycat. And that's that's kind of like my concern of it is that you have these great games. You have these awesome titles, The Witness, Transistor, Threes, um, all these fun games. But then you also have people who just go, oh, you had a great idea. I'm going to steal it, make a copy of it, and resell it, and kind of make a profit off of your idea anyways. Mm. That's my only, like... My meh, my meh. Yeah. My I get it. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's great. Of that. Are some of the copycats yeah. in the app store though? Because I'm I'm looking here and I don't see, I don't see the copycats. I'm I'm looking. I feel like at legitimate things here. Kami no, Limbo on there. Yeah, the featured though is yeah, gonna like be Leo's like unicorns. On here. Mm-hmm. It does have for the featured one. It's got. I don't see anything where it's like, oh, this is blatant like copy of something but i know there's a journey like game in the app store so mm. well uh we'll see we'll see, we'll see. Well, you have mixed feelings about app store stuff i think it's great Suffice i think it's super say. accessible but don't hijack someone else's idea man <laughs> yeah yo yeah. yo don't. Just gonna, Sandy's gonna come up and bring you to the cat cafe. We'll see how he feels. <laughs> see how, we'll see. The, we'll see those allergies pop up. All right. He's saying it's a punishment. Uh, <laughs> this is terrible. That's Aww. so sad. Terrible. Uh, Absolutely terrible. But it will come after you the way this team is coming after <laughs> Overwatch segue. players. Make it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I could do wow. this. I could segue. Incredible. I could segue it. I, I uh, a, a, a for effort. This is like last episode when Sandy was just like, Jeff, Jeff Kaplan. <laughs> J E double F Kaplan. Double what a boy. K A. Oh, what a man. <laughs> what a hero. What a hero. All right, Sandy, go ahead. What do we got? There's a underdog team. Making a huge splash in the huge. Overwatch competitive scene. Huge. They're huge. called sad. Yeah, huge. They're <laughs> called Meta Athena, and what they've done is they've literally broken the meta of the game, and they've defeated top teams that were once viewed as like undefeatable, and um, they're making a big splash. You say you need to have two tanks, two healers, and two DPS, and they're going, no, F that. We mm-hmm. want three snipers. <laughs> we want like, Crazy May. We're doing things that no one's thought about. Like Brady passing to Edelman. Edelman passing long way shot. <laughs> yeah. It's madness. I love this. We got Yannick talking about Brady to Edelman. This is fantastic. Uh, I, I saw this Sports. video once. I was like, why are they not doing that more often? You know, <laughs> like I come from Europe where we play real team sports, like sports, you know, team uh, sports, and we pass the ball to each other. We don't segregate anybody from carrying and passing the ball. Everybody has hands and capable of passing them. Yeah, that sounds um, like a baby. 
baby soccer game babies for Cindy, yeah that's no Cindy. Uh, it, you know and and our our dear jeff always says it there is the meta that the pro players or the pro scene is setting and then there is the real data where the average player comes in and plays whatever uh, character they like and then um, apparently you you discovered a new category of underdogs that come in with innovative way to, to be the best and uh and I love this initiative. It's like, it's like seeing. It's like yeah. It's like seeing an underdog in a real sports uh, event. And I can't wait to see those guys at the Overwatch League. What's the name of the of this team? Meta Athena. That's her. They're a bunch of like Korean high school kids, because you know why not? Oh. Uh, <laughs> but the big thing is that they've been hyper aggressive and they've been disrupting the relatively new Overwatch esports scene. Which I like, because that means when we play a game in competitive, I can play whatever the hell character I want, because I could, I can't pull off the flashy things. These guys can, but I can try. No, no, mm. yeah, no, you always should. And and honestly, for the people out there that play games out there, play what you want to play, um, especially in those hero-based games, whatever you feel comfortable with. And I, I, I hear a lot of things like that, and then I come back to YouTube content creators and I play at a high competitive level. They always, like, let the person try it. If he, if he's going to pick Hanzo, whatever phase of the game it is, whatever round it is, just let them do it on offense or defense, and you might just be impressed and, you know, blowed out of your mind, putting him in a comfortable, positive attitude and... And just stay like this, man. Like, there's no need. We're all just playing a video game at the end. Yeah, it's everyone's responsibility to make the team good, not just the Hanzos of the world. And then if you don't have healer, I will just play healer. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I kind of, like, basically only could play healer. Because uh, yeah, I have a little bit of addition to that news. Uh, I, I read today that uh, NRG is doing some pretty, pretty good recruitment. And uh, you guys are going to have to get familiar with those names once the Overwatch League is going to come out. But R Blue. And uh, I have, I, I want to say it with the French uh, French way of saying it. Harbleu and Ajax are joining uh, are joining a couple of their friends that they used to play with at Team Fortress Two, and they're joining the, joining them at NRG. And NRG is gonna pretty be a pretty solid team. Uh, Harbleu, I think, was in. I saw him playing a a tournament with uh, Complexity. Um, where where he, he competed at really high level and in, in really good tournaments and and yeah so we have some shuffling uh, some card shuffling here in the Overwatch scene so it's it's gonna be interesting to see and people will never have normal names no nope. <laughs> I want to be Sandy uh, capital S underscore A N D underscore X. capital Y S and Y oh, that's gonna boy. be my esports name S and Y. Ryan, what do we S have to do with? Yeah, S and Y. Oh. All right, I'm going to do yep. my news. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm kidding. You can, you can fit it. I mean, I don't. That's because you, you can't top my, like, my eSports name. I know. S and Y. S and Y. It's a beautiful thing. It It is. <laughs> it's great. Ryan, Ryan, SMH, SMH. Yes. That's my esports name, SMH. SMH. You got the random capital, so it's like yeah. Ryan with a capital N underscore. <laughs> oh no. Lowercase they don't, S. They don't uh, they go. don't do that. Who of Roses has returned. Who of Roses has returned. 
Okay, so um, I'm going to make this next one lightning quick because uh, I stole all my time with the Colin and the boogie stuff. But uh, Halo Wars 2 implemented uh, or is rolling out text-to-speech. So essentially, in your Xbox headset uh, or your PC, you can say things to your teammates over your microphone. It will turn it into text, and it will send it through the text chat for you. I think this is amazing. I think it's incredibly useful. I want it so badly for Overwatch, especially for when I don't want to talk to the little 12-year-old screaming, but need to acknowledge (laughs) that I can switch to a healer with a simple... Okay. Uh, without, without putting my hands on the keyboard. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That'd be really nice. And I think this is actually a big win, too, for accessibility. There are some people who um, are, whether or not they like to talk on mic or they have a speech impediment or something like that, um, or even, you know, sadly, for safety's sake, like there are a lot of people who are maybe... Um, you know, female or transgender or maybe part of a community that online competitive gaming isn't entirely open to yet. And uh, for them to be able to kind of make themselves anonymous through this mechanism could be entirely helpful. Um, anyway. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. it, this is like a an Xbox exclusive game, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you can tell that everything's run over Microsoft servers because they get a lot of control as to what they can do with it. But that's a good hope for to see that happening on PC games as well. Uh, if they were to open up that API and, and have it, you know, available on, on, on PC games, have, have Microsoft give that possibility for 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 games to implement that, that'd be really cool. Microsoft, let me cool take for... you out to dinner so you can open up that <laughs> API for me. I think it's cool for accessibility. I think that's actually pretty awesome because Yeah, there's some just... people that can talk but can't type, right? Yeah. So. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember that game on Xbox or PS2? Uh, it was Hello? a strategy, it was strategy war game. No, you're talking I'm about Age of Empires. Too. No, <laughs> I'm talking about a game. It was in the. Um, it was the the scenery was in the Middle Eastern. Uh, here, here I come with my half baked news. Um, Middle Eastern? It, it, it was Middle it Eastern Persian? Warfare. No, no. Middle Eastern. Let me finish. Middle Eastern Warfare third person shooter. Uh, you play a soldier and you play a team. Kind of like Ally Ghost Recon, but uh, you would have the game shipped with a headset um, because I guess headset were not you know massively uh, used uh, in, on consoles. I don't think online gaming was really popular. And uh, you would have this headset shipped to you and <sighs> you would pretty much give commands with the voice to your team. And that was probably the first time I've ever done that. And it was terrible. Um, and I switched to controls with my D-pad because the because the speech was never working. Like, they would never understand what I'm saying. Um, because I think maybe the French version was not really intelligible enough and you don't really <laughs> know how to fight after all. So I guess they didn't oh. really... Uh, Apply to us really well. <laughs> you can't do you can't do stereotypes about your own people. <laughs> um, I don't know what that game is, Sandy. Do you know any PC yeah, games? Yeah, I'm going to find it for next week. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, Listeners, yeah, right? Like, I'm like Call of Duty. Correct us on Twitter. No, not you Call of Duty. <laughs> no, not Call of Duty. No, no. I would have I would have kind of known this name. Uh, talking about French in a battlefield. Uh, battlefield One DLC is introducing the French troops and and maps in France, which is. Which is weirdly just like odd to add in a DLC, but I guess we'll take it, and it's very fun. You should check that out. I haven't yet, but that's just my side news right here. 
Fair enough. Um, I want to talk about uh, PC again, um, and 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 something that I'm a little bit worried about. But first, the piece of news that I that I want to link to my concern: the uh, Nvidia announced a new GeForce 1080 Ti, uh, short for Titan. Um, last so last year, uh, last year the graphic card 1080. Um, yeah, it came pretty much at the same time last year, uh, and the 1080 has been kind of a revolution for the industry, um, considering the performance of it and and the price uh, for it. That would just be a retail value really decent for a pretty amazing graphic card, even still today. Um, so the 1080 Ti uh, just introduces like a boost that we've never seen before, uh, which is a 35% boost uh, compared to the 1080. Uh, I know we had wow. the um, I know we had the the, the 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 980 and then the 980 Ti, and before that, even the generation before had the same kind of concept where they would uh, release an upgrade, but we'd never seen such an upgrade. Um, it's probably the first one that really makes you feel like you didn't buy the first edition of it. Um, but the main reason is probably just because we've seen in the last year and with VR... Uh, just the uh, up the the rise and and the PlayStation Four Pro maybe also just this uh, up and rise of the 4K display and the 4K resolution. Yeah, pressure, uh, pressure. So this 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 graphic card runs it butter smooth, man. I mean, I don't want to give all the details, but it's it seems to be pretty amazing. And it takes the price of the graphic card, the 1080, and drop the car, the, the the price of the 1080 regular. So the 1080 Ti will be at 5.99, and the 1080 will be at dropped at 4.99. Um, so that's the NVIDIA um, edition. Of course, all the other manufacturers, um, I'm, I'm talking MSI, I'm talking... Um, uh, what are the other brands that make those? I can't remember now. I also have one. I have a 1070 myself, um, but not from NVIDIA directly. And those manufacturers will make their own and will also make the price vary a lot. Yeah, the, um, the founder's but edition, right? Yeah, the, exactly. But what I'm most worried about is that are we going to get into a, some kind of a iPhone every year kind of like upgrade plan kind of thing with those our hardware? Uh, oh, just Yannick, that... welcome to PC gaming, bud. No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So, but no, but for real, there I've been hearing a lot of people still playing with the 980, and, and I'm very happy about that. It's a small concern of mine that uh, the boost right now is too significant from one card to another, that oh, in the long term... Uh, in the long, I'm talking long term, not really short term. We're not really worried about my current build, but in the long term, you will have to keep up the pace even more um, to be able to play the game you love. Because game, then the game designers, the game developers, the game manufacturer, the game, the people that make the game themselves will kind of like take it for granted that people have up and upgraded and and really and really well maintained computers and hardware. Uh, I'm just I really hope not Uh, I know this is an annual thing and and this is especially the special pattern from NVIDIA to upgrade their uh, best graphic card to the Titan version Um, but I just don't want to see that happen too often such a boost I kind of want to I want to have progress I want to have innovation I'm the first one to advocate for it I'm the first one amazed with those news I just don't want it to be ruining my wallet, please. Just please don't make it a thing that I have to upgrade every year to play my most anticipated game. Um, 2018, 2019, or 2020. You don't have to upgrade every year. And I think 
that's the nice part about having a PC is that like it's not you don't have to get a new console to play a game. If it's available, it's available. If you can still play it in max settings, you can. I think competition is really good in the PC world, especially now that like AMD is kind of making a comeback in the world of high end gaming. Thank they God. gave Intel a run for their money. I don't see why they couldn't give NVIDIA a run for their money as well. Yeah, Intel is definitely share, being squeezed share. too by ARM these days. But uh, I, I think we're going to see this stuff either keep pace or accelerate. I mean, Yannick, Sony and and Microsoft are asking people to shell out for new consoles after three years. Those things used to right. be six-year type yeah. of machines. So that's literally half the rate. Um, I I don't see PC gaming stopping. There's going to be new graphics every year, but I I think that like that's what PC gaming is. If you do want to run everything at max, you better buy the new thing every year because gamers are going to scale with whatever their hardware can support. There's always going to be new people buying into the system or upgrading. And I mean, like, look, I play on a 970. It plays everything I want it to play. Just great. My visual console gaming is mostly on my Xbox and PlayStation 4. Um, I'm always happy when my PC runs something better, but, I, you know, it's not my preferred thing. Hey, Overwatch gets 60 frames a second. So, That's like, you, you give me a pat on the, on the shoulder being like, you're going to be okay, buddy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got a 970. What do you got? You got a 1070 or 1080? No, yeah, and I wasn't really talking about my personal case. It's a, so it's a price drop. A general, a, yeah, just a general, um, a, a general comment on the, on the, uh, on the industry. But yeah, the cool thing about new versions is that it usually comes out at the same price and drops the price of the other. Yeah. Still, very much relevant um, graphic cards with incredible performance. So, thumbs up to that. I have to admit, I was just, uh, I was just trying to create a little concern, trying to see if. Uh, the sentiment was shared. <laughs> Apparently, you not really followed, but you know. There are two. I, I, I mean, I have a gaming PC, so I, I'm going to give myself the ability to make this complaint. There are two types of things that PC gamers always say that I just don't identify with. Number one, oh, you're going to buy a new console every five years or whatever. That's like 400 bucks. You get a $400 graphics card coming out every year. And by the way, the TI, you would be lucky to find it for four hundred dollars. It's going to go from more like six to eight hundred. Right. Well, it's already sold out at the price of six hundred. Yes. Right. Exactly. And then, that's number one. And number two, they go, yeah, but you get a whole computer with that. No, you don't. Your the rest of your computer costs a bunch of other money for a bunch of other stuff, and it runs Windows. Oh uh, God, Windows! It comes uh, with Bing. <laughs> It comes have with rashes pain. on my forearm <laughs> <laughs> from all those Thinking windows. About it. <laughs> hey guys, you want to take you a break? Talk? Yes. Yeah. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we've got even more news to share, including maybe Ryan taking something back. He said last week. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah. We'll be back mine. right after this. 
Hey, Sandy and Yannick. Hey. Have you guys heard of this new fangled thing called Discord? Discord? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's just like an internet telephone. Wait, the buttons on it or the one that, you know. It's called Yeah, Discord. the numpads, right? Oh, it'll make you numb. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for this one. I'll tell you, Discord is actually a place where you can chat with us. Yeah, that's right. The hosts of Pixels Weekly. Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. But I have a question. Is it going to work on my smartphone? You better believe it, sister. You can do that through the app. Just go to pixelsweekly.com and click on the join link right on the homepage, and you can be chatting with us today. We'll see you there. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unbelievable, you guys. Unbelievable. All right. Those kids, man. Those kids. We're back. You can't stop us. (laughs) It's our show. By the way, we make it. Talking about can't stop, won't stop. So I solo good, man. Holy moly. Okay. Solo? Okay. Just putting it out there. No, I saw it with Helen. It was just like. Oh, you saw Logan. Oh, Logan. Logan. Oh, I thought you said I solo good man. Solo I thought you said that too. I solo I good like, man. I saw Logan. Yeah. I was like, what game is this? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what did you think? Man, yeah. I mean, just if, for people out there, listeners, um, uh, Ryan came uh, last week with a short review on, on Logan and... Uh, and uh, I watched it. They made me want to watch it the, the weekend following. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, I I'm not. I didn't watch. I probably never watched any of the recent X Men movies. Yeah. And uh, and I've just been told that that should still go because it's probably the best one of the. You told me too. You confirmed that. And uh, I have a couple of buddies around around my circles that have been telling me to go see it. And yeah, not disappointed at all. It was. Incredible oh, and so touching, good. moving in in a good way. Uh, granted, it's a to the, in the grand scheme of things, it's a, it's a, it's still just a Marvel movie. You know, don't expect to be. It's, uh, well, you it's know, a rated R Marvel a, movie at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. The and second yeah, rated yeah. R Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have this OCD of saying that. I don't know. I watch too many stupid streamers. <laughs> um, but it's no, it's gorgeous. It's 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 really great and. Uh, Oh, it's great, and just the pace of it, and it's 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 a good it's a good action packed with, and that is not just like a dummy a dummy one. Yeah, no, it's very well made. It's very well made. My final piece of news, which kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier, with Overwatch and the, that whole esports scene, Washington D.C. is the first city in the U.S. to get involved with esports. What? Wait, 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 wait. So last week, hold on. Hold <laughs> wait, wait, wait. On. Yeah, 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 Backing yeah, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> last week, Las Vegas, we talked about Las Vegas and yeah. the uh, arena. And now you're telling us... Not Las everybody Vegas can be first, first, Sandy. One. No, yeah. but Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, the arena was just being built by, like, some rando company. This is... I'm talking about Washington, D.C., the city is making a push into the esports scene. Okay. Uh, they've got a sponsorship of a major esports team, and they plan on constructing a multi-purpose arena with the primary focus being esports, which means 
DC could be like the first to have something along the lines of the Green Bay Packers, where everyone's involved in the local esports scene because they have an actual local team. Oh. That's that's okay. So that's a new concept. It's so funny. We have to we have to digest those news because it's so foreign to us still, and and everything is kind of like building up like under the ground, and, and we see those pieces of news come out sometimes out of context. Like okay, let's put things back in perspective. What does that mean exactly? Um, that's interesting. So wait, so it's like state money. It's like city money, public money. It is gonna come in and push into esports sponsorship of major esports team. Um, yeah. So it's the it's Events DC, and they manage conventions and sports for the District of Columbia for Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, they told Mashable that $65 million is going to a 4,200-seat arena. It's being built for the Washington Mystics, mm-hmm. which is a WNBA team. It's a women's basketball team. But it would also be fully tailored and wired for esports. So this T1. is the first time an arena is going to be built with esports in mind, unlike Madison Square Garden. <laughs> no, okay. No, well, yeah, no, but Summer's okay. not bitter about uh, that. I was about to say you were comparing apples and oranges, but you were pretty much comparing a. Uh, Just comparing Madison. Just like something is not born garden. to something that it has experience in in <laughs> in the. To be fair, in, when they in, built in Madison the Square Garden, they couldn't exactly see esports coming. Well, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> you have to give them that. You yeah, know, give them a you break. Have to give them that. Um, well, that's so interesting. Is it, well, so that's cool. I mean, you know, going to the East and, and seeing a New York scene being really popular, uh, really being into the, the those kind of events and the Barclays Center filling out every year for a Counter-Strike um, esports event. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see more activity going on on the, on the East Coast because... You don't see a lot of things happening on the East Coast yet. There's a lot of um, a lot of tournaments happening on the West Coast. I feel like everything happens in the Silicon Valley because that's where you have to be, right, Ryan? Mm-hmm. For now. But yeah, it's for now. It is inter- it, it is interesting, and it's like you have co-owners that like, we talked about it on the show. You have Shaquille O'Neal. You have you know you have NBA players. You have people getting involved. So I guess. It's kind of like a snowball effect right now. Everybody wants to get their share of the money. I hope that's not just like creating a bubble, right? Another bubble. Hey, all sports in America is really just about getting people interested in getting money. So I guess I support it. I mean, I guess we can call it real sports. I guess we can call it real sports. Oh, now we can do that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they just need to drop the E and just start calling it sports. Do it. No. <laughs> no. She's like, no. It's like, there's, besides using your, like, hands and maybe getting, like, arthritis, which is, like, the the worst thing you can get is, like, carpal tunnel. I mean, actual athletes do really physical things. Okay, well, I'm I'm happy to hear you acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, the whole term, like, esports athlete is really weird to me. Because I'm like, no, 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 esports competitor. Because, like, an athlete means someone who can do something physically. Yeah. Versus sitting on their butt and, like, clicking things. You know, I, I why not just call them gamers? But it, here's the thing about esports to me is, well, 
Boy, that that sounds like the beginning of an old man statement. Here's the thing about esports to me. I'll tell you back in my day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that esports, they got to drop the E. It's not like the only thing that's still holding on to E is email. And that doesn't sound cool, right? Like, Yeah, but it's electronic. Hey, Sandy, be careful for all those e-worms and e-viruses out there while we e-chat. <laughs> while we e-chat over e-text. <laughs> See, none of that sounded good. Just Unless go do we your e-laundry, okay? Just do your e-laundry. Do your e-laundry. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother us. We gotta, I gotta clean out my e cache from my e browser. <laughs> I mean, those Internet Explorer's icon is an e. Ugh. Those okay. are, those are called, yeah, but those are called bitcoins. This e cache. So just get your shit together. Okay. okay well, see, about... maybe we call it Bit Sports. That's actually kind of cool. Oh, Bit Sports. Here we go. Bit Sports. Hold on, wait. Everyone, shut up. TM, 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 TM. Bit Sports. <laughs> we own this. We were the first to say it. We're going to call it Bit Sports all the time now. Bit Sports. That sounds Bitsports. really fun. We're yeah. Gonna create a trend. We're going to create something here. And Bitsports if you just want to play yeah. a little bit of a bit sport, you know what you're playing? A sport bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of sports. Just a, a single bit. bit. That's true. It's kind of like a little bit of sport. It has some part of it. <laughs> And others that are not. Oh, I have something great about esports. Go check the the documentary. I hope I can send it on Twitter. Follow us at PixelsCast. I'll probably tweet it this week. There's an amazing documentary on, on one of the m- most uh, loved and most appreciated uh, League of Legends players out there. Um, remember his name? Because um, um, the name is, comes in Dandy? two pieces. Uh, Sandy. I, I, Dandy. <laughs> I'm I'm Saram or or oh I I feel bad for Assalamu alaikum. Uh, no, it's much like the same. Han, um, like Hans something. Han Solo. Huh. It's 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 oh Hans and for okay. So, well, so all of this is getting cut out of the show. Hans Zama. Hans Sama. Whatever, cut it, cut it out. Whatever. <laughs> Leave it. Cut it out. I'll probably we'll talk about it at some point. Yeah, whatever. I Cut watched the documentary. It's yeah, actually really sweet. It's good, but watch it. It's my f- French wink. Cut it out. What's no, the? Well, time I mean, right I'll now? just cut out all your hesitation. The time is fifty-seven thirty right now. <laughs> oh my god, we've it, it, professionals. Um, Always. Okay. Okay, I'll go next. <laughs> Fuck. We yeah. really went off the rails on the end of this one. That's fine. We're doing dude. so good. Okay. We'll, we'll have to pull it out. Um. <laughs> All right. That's what she said. Oh. oh. I couldn't help it. It was so perfect. It's cut anyways. My final piece of news is a bit of a recant from last week. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know, I know. Sometimes you got to walk it back and I wasn't wrong last week and instead some more information has come out. So, I'm always trying to be flexible. I say try not to have too many too many of these hardline things where you're not being flexible. And and the the headline from Allegra Frank at Polygon this week, report Nintendo Switch passes 1.5 million consoles sold. And that's mostly from its first week. And now I got to tell you, these numbers come in from GameIndustry.biz, 
So take that with what you will. I don't. I haven't gone and looked at their entire history of reporting. Maybe they're uh, legitimate. Maybe they're not. I'm going to take it as legitimate as Polygon is corroborating this. Um, the Wii, Nintendo's best-selling system at all of all time, sold six hundred thousand units over six days in the Americas. Okay, right mm-hmm. now. Got it. Nintendo Switch. So the Wii sold 600,000 units over a six-day period, and they're saying in roughly seven days, Nintendo Switch at 1.5 million, which puts it pretty high, you guys. <laughs> now, don't get, me, don't get me wrong. The Wii was just, that's just the America's numbers in Wii, but it's, it's at least about 100,000, 200,000 or so. Above Wii sales, which is the best-selling console of all time. I just wanted to open the floor. Is Nintendo back? <laughs> now, that's a big question. That's the big question. I mean, you got me sold on that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, a, I'm not an owner, but I'll, I'll, I'll make it short and say yes. I'm, I've already called it. This is the Nintendo year already. Yannick, do you feel compelled to buy one of these things? <laughs> Ser- I mean, no, seriously. I'm not, like, asking you if you, like, if you're going to. I'm just saying, like... Do you, I guess this is the question, do you have FOMO? I have FOMO uh, just for the handheld part. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things about the fact that I, you know, playing it at home will just not work with my time and, and the, the amount of games that I have to play. So I sure. absolutely don't have FOMO when it's about playing at home. But when it's about having a solid 720p Zelda game running smoothly and beautifully on my on a handheld device uh, with a beautiful screen, I'm I'm all for it. Um, I that's that's something that I that I would be craving for if you if you gave it to me. I would probably just like exclusively use it and not talk to anybody at lunch breaks, at breakfast, uh, in the evening. Uh, I won't. I would probably lose my girlfriend. That's probably gonna happen. Um, <laughs> no. You know, it 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 would be it would be taking over my life. I know it because uh, I know I I used to love handheld from from Nintendo, and I would be my uh, reun. I would be reunited with the with the handheld devices. That's for sure. I have the FOMO on that end. That's that's true. Now, I mean, like it seems like Sandy, you follow them like I do, but Nintendo NYC, Nintendo's only physical retail store in America. In New York, they, I see tweets all the time from them of like, hey, NES Classic back in stock. I'm not hearing anything about Switch being back in stock. It seems like it's still hard to get these things a week out. Yes, I think it's still hard to get. And the little NES still sells out in like an hour. Because I get really <laughs> excited. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go and get one. And then I get the notification. It's like, oh, we're all sold out. And I'm like, no. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I mean that's it's funny that that's still hard to get even, but yeah, anecdotally it seems hard to get still. Uh, that and I don't feel like it's a Nintendo scarcity problem this time. I think they want to make as much money as they can for their their quarterly financials on this yeah, one. I could I be wrong. Think it's it's on purpose. I'm telling you, when Splatoon launches, there'll be a special Switch Splatoon bundle, just like there was one for Breath of the Wild, and it's people are gonna want the Switch and Splatoon's gonna sell. They're gonna they're gonna move games and inventory that way. I don't think they're gonna have to bundle anything with this thing, but listen, they listen, have to yeah. bundle an online service first. <laughs> I'm fine with them bundling a game with Nintendo Switch. I just don't want to see any paint spray on the on the 
on the on on the sides on what oh, they, on, what do you call them fresh. on the controllers stay fresh. oh a stay purple and green joy-con oh you know no, just like yeah you see like but no well actually purple and green would be kind of hot it would be cool but don't have any paint spray you know half painted joy cons oh. and stuff like that don't what did they do for the i know they did a splatoon wii u bundle I don't think they did anything special for Wii U. I mean, like, uh, again, going back to the Switch sales thing, like, I don't know about you guys, but I walked down two days after Wii U came out or, like, the day after Wii U came out, and I just walked into GameStop and I said, do you have any? And they were like, we have a ton. Look, the shelf. I just bought it and came home with it. There was no pre-order. There was no line. There was nothing. There was nobody there that wanted these things. And now Switch, people are still, you know, they're going for 500 bucks on Amazon still. Crazy. Hundred percent. No, and and we just hope we <laughs> just hope that the um, we just hope that I'm just hoping genuinely that the hype uh, uh, continues and and that Nintendo is able to deliver over time great games and because um, the, the the potential is here and and what they seem to try to make what they the concept uh, the experience that they wanted to create. The niche market that they wanted to target is is you know is there. Yeah. They they succeeded doing that, and it's all about now. It's all in the hands of the game designers and then the game developers out well, there and the editors. You can say that, but anecdotally, it does not seem as niche as you might have thought. Well, hopefully, yeah. this thing is still selling like this in a couple of weeks, and maybe. Uh, they'll decide to put some money behind their online services and stuff. I still need to see that from Nintendo before I call color myself impressed. But uh, congratulations, Nintendo. You're off to a good start. Please don't F it up like we know you're so capable of. We'll find the best horse to mount. <laughs> okay. Be, be the net, next hipster gamer. Have you seen all those Kotaku article? Oh, just just use the game Hudless, or just go find the best pony, or like you should you know. probably fast travel less to enjoy the game. Yeah, I don't do any of that. I love the fast travel you system. It, just I'm not turning off the is HUD. Better. It's all good. <laughs> There's a reason why it's called the default. That's the way they intended it to be played. Now you'll find you'll find more shrine if you drink jasmine tea. Just try, just drink it. I actually love jasmine tea. I have some. Of course, I would. Is there I'm jasmine tea in that game? Don't tell me there's jasmine tea to drink. <laughs> you probably can probably make some. No, I don't think there's jasmine tea in the game. <laughs> All I know is that it's not teaching anyone how to be a good cook. You're just like, yeah, mushroom, milk, and uh, chicken. You're like, mm, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, I've don't... added an acorn. You're like, mm, I don't think you should cook that. You'll watch some. You'll watch some YouTube channel and make a a series and playlist of the best recipe on Zelda. It's probably happening as we speak. By the way, I'm just like. Trying to create something that probably already exists. Yannick, take us home. Take me um, home. <laughs> take me home. Uh, there is uh, an interesting move from Twitch that happened today as we record. March 16, uh, Twitch desktop app beta version came out. So you guys are like, what the fuck? Twitch is a website and it just like streams stuff and chat and like shows my favorite esports game or shows my stupid streamer and stuff like that well 
I don't know. It seems like, and we come from the tech industry and we come from the web. Uh, we pretty much up and trendy into what's happening on the web. And it, it sounded like for a while the everything would be ported on the web. Even if uh, your um, mobile apps, you would still not, you would still download it from the app store, but you would still be able to have a decent experience from a website on your uh, mobile browser. Uh, so everything seems to have gone that way. And Twitch is going the other way. Twitch is saying we're going to have a desktop app. So I saw it from far and they were not revealing anything until we could actually pretty much everybody is able to download the beta on their Mac or on their Windows operating system. Um, so the Twitch desktop app, what is it? So first of all, it came out on March 16. What is it? So it's pretty much, if I had to sum it up, it's a Twitch slash Discord had a baby um it's like Gross. you can yeah it's it, you know <laughs> it's it, purple, it will, a dark it will turn purple out purple baby. Uh, yeah at least it will turn out purple that's that's what we can say for sure um it's it's weird yeah so the interface itself so let me explain you so you basically can um import the friends that you have on twitch uh, as right off the bat you also can merge which is kind of cool i think that's also uh, another push that they're doing with this desktop app you can merge your curse account for people that have curse uh, because they bought curse a couple a couple, a couple of months ago uh, you can merge true. your curse account what's that uh, i'm just confirming that it is true it's yeah curse yeah. is owned by amazon yeah, there we go. So, like, you can merge your curse account with your Twitch account, and so you have one place to have them all, uh, all your friends, all your groups, and everything. So everything mm. is important. Obviously, all your profile settings are coming over, although that's a glitch currently. If you sign up right now, personally, I don't have any profile picture, any, like, description. Everything is gone. I just, obviously, I just still had my username and my account, but on the app itself, none of that shows, none of my profile picture shows. So I've reported that to them. They've already answered and they're pre they've been pretty responsive and pretty cool about about getting customer feedback. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so you you jump in and it's asking you, do you want to pass in a voice call or do you want to join a server? I'm like, hold on, did I join Skype or did I join Twitch here? Um, and so you join a server just like you join a Discord server. And on this server, you will find two things that you're very familiar with uh, when you join a Discord server. You'll find text channels where you can discuss with people by writing text, pretty much, having chat conversations, or voice channels, where e you jump, e-chats, when you <laughs> jump into voice channel, which which is what we're currently using right now, where we you just have a voice conversation, you know, or between, like, multiple people. Um, I haven't had the chance to test that. Uh, one thing that Discord is really good at is just to have this those voice chat really being performant. Um, no matter what your download speed is, no matter what your, your, your internet speed is. And so I haven't had the chance to try with Twitch. And then on top of that, so you have your regular text channel, but on top of that, you if the, um, the server is owned by a Twitch streamer, let's say, then you can have all that and you can have the video player of the stream integrated in the same space, I would say, and with the Twitch chat that you can also toggle on and off and swap back and forth. So Does it's this thing like, contain uh, curse functionality? Like, can you manage uh, your curse add-ons and stuff through it? 
So I'm guessing there is a, a settings in there where you can manage your add-ons. Uh, there is even something really weird, which is on the sidebar, you have a, a quick menu where you can quickly go through and discover new streamers. You, can, you know, you have your search bar. You can go through your home where you have your own bat dashboard and people you follow and chat with. Uh, you can have, I think... Um, another piece that will you know let you handle your settings and then there is another icon that is like you know i didn't recognize and it's a minecraft ad so you click on it it says hey this is minecraft do you want to install it do you want to know what it is i'm like what are you talking about in twitch and like you're Get embedding ads. ads you're embedding ads that i cannot turn off so you see it also there's a minecraft ad in the settings being like, oh, how do you want to, what mods do you want to run on your Minecraft? You can change it right here. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to see this here. Like, I don't, I don't care. Um, so this is a very bad move. This is a cons would be the Minecraft ad. Remove that or let me remove it if you're putting it by default in my UI. Um, like I said, the pros, the Twitch integration right into my app. You know how all of the Twitch streamers right now, they have a Discord link in their description. They're like, join my Discord and we continue to party and we have fun even when I'm offline. Well, this time those two are kind of like seamlessly integrated, which is which is really cool. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's a good move right there. And it's all in one space to interact with your favorite streamers and communities. You don't have to go anywhere else. Like, you know, you're going to be able to chat all 24 7 pretty much not only when they're online um so that's really nice and you you don't have to go anywhere pretty much that's pretty cool the, the cons about this 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 app though is that it's not as snappy as discord when i say snappy is that oh man the, the discord app is fast it loads fast uh you send a message it appears right away i mean discord on- which literally one of their their whole things on their website is like uses less system resources yeah, definitely. And yeah, Sandy, you you're you're hitting the right spot here. It's the Twitch app doesn't obviously it's still in beta, it doesn't have its equivalent on mobile. Um it, it can run on a browser, but Discord can do that too. Um and yeah, it's just not as snappy. And you know, there's something about the Twitch font and something about their UI that doesn't feel as crispy as Discord. Uh, I don't know, Discord is like like just like the the beautiful UX and just like really fun and really chill. It really makes you just want to like hang over here and, and chat with your friends. And Twitch just makes you just not want to look at the UI. The UI is kind of like made to be on the on the background rather than on the foreground and just leave space for whatever you see on the video player. I am not um, going to call Discord for copying Slack beautiful UX, but that's a UX designer talking. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, If definitely. you ask me, all of these new modern chat applications are just jam-packed with shit and can really <laughs> use a good old wipe out. Oh my yeah. god. I'm looking at, at the top bar right now. In the top bar of Discord, there's the title of our chat, a drop-down arrow, a hashtag, a name of the channel, a description of the channel, something that looks like the top of a toilet looking at it from the bowl, but is a, apparently a bell. <laughs> That's a bell. A Come pin. on. I, well, this is okay, this is Ryan being a UX designer. Okay? It totally looks like a bell. I'm talking about okay, if you're the, taking you an guys. upper decker, this is what it looks like. You're looking down <laughs> right, in the fine, toilet bowl. Uh, um, pinned messages, which is one of the lousiest <laughs> pin looking icons I've ever seen. Then, of course, those two are hollow, and the next to them, a filled-in icon called Members List. Guys, just give me a week with this thing, and I can walk out with a better UI for you. Give please. Me something. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. 
Here you go. I wo- I've woken up the beast. I'm sorry, listeners. I know. Sorry. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm getting, and, it's getting uh, late. I'm getting cranky. And to finish <laughs> it up, the, the beta, so it's beta. Don't expect, expect some glitches. The first one I noticed, I noticed and mentioned the profile settings are not imported. Uh, there is no way, I mentioned that to them too, there is no way to know when you're muting a server. Muting is pretty much uh, not receiving notification when someone chats on a community. Yeah. Um, you have that available on Discord. Um, talking about UX again, there is no way to know that you have muted a server. Uh, you pretty much have to do the click right and notice that it says, oh, unmute. Okay, that means it was muted. Uh, that's bad. Um, and so the, the the last part, which is the biggest one, are we identifying this thing as a clearly a Discord competitor? Uh, like, And my concern is, as a player, as a gamer, I'm going to ask my question, I'm going to ask myself twice. If I find a, a, uh, a streamer, if I find a community, I'm like, where should I find my friends? Are they going to have a Discord server or are they going to have a, a Twitch uh, app server? Because uh, I don't see sure. two servers for one community coexisting for too long. There's going to be to have a decision made here. And Twitch has a lead in that usually a community, not usually, but sometimes a community starts with a streamer. Uh, or a team of streamers, or a, a team of esports, you know, um, that streams and, and and displays themselves on Twitch heavily. Uh, I don't know. There is there is some more there is some more leverage um, power from Twitch. I wonder how that's going to be executed and how the public is going to react to that. Yeah, but like Twitch chat is known for being super toxic and not mm-hmm. the best place to be, and it goes by super fast. I don't know. I feel like this is something that's great if you're a streamer and if you watch a streamer. Yeah. But I think if you just want to hang out and talk with your friends, it I don't really think it does what you want it to do. Mostly At least because, not yet. Right. And I think that those voice rooms are going to get... It's just going to be a bunch of people yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah, I can't... That's that's that's, like My first thing I that... do when I go to watch a Twitch stream is close the chat. It's always the yeah. worst. It's that is too, that, is, that is a very good point that I haven't thought about that. That's true that if you want to join a, um, a uh, there's no discover feature on Discord. If you want to join a server, you have to have the invite link. And on the yeah. Twitch, the fact that you can, it depends, I guess, on the streamer, but you would be dumb if a streamer goes full speed on this Twitch, um, uh, Twitch um, server and doesn't, uh, doesn't make it public. Uh, you just have to know the name of the, your streamer and you just have to have a Twitch account and you're in their server here chatting with everyone. So it's very true that I think those those places will need a lot more moderation than a Discord server. That's that's totally true. And, and, and that's a very, very good concern. I actually haven't thought about that. Um, my main point here is that I don't want to see my beautiful Discord to go away. I like it. You guys know it. Um, it's yeah. very cool. I, I, I join many, many Overwatch, Destiny uh, communities, some streamer communities. I'm out there. I reach out to some of my old friends from PS4. That's how I keep in touch with them. I don't use Facebook Messenger to do that anymore uh, because that just like makes things up too quickly. It, it makes things go too fast. It's like, oh, okay, now my people from PSN get to see me with my girlfriend uh, hanging out at a wedding. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, no, Discord is bae. Uh, Twitch, good try, but... It's bae! Uh, oh, it's bae. Twitch, Twitch app, you gotta, you gotta work on that, buddy, because I'm not, I'm not fully sold. 
Yeah. Pixels Weekly, by the way, is going to be sticking with Discord. So you can still yeah, join we're us not on moving. our we're Discord. We're not going anywhere. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Um, That's not happening. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're staying right here with Ryan and Sandy. Unless there's I a mass exodus, a in which SNY. case we will jump ship. We will jump ship quick. You watch us. <laughs> you watch us. It's true. Um, but hopefully not. I think Discord is just straight up the better app. All right, that's it. We got it. Another episode. Cool. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at PixelsCast. Wrapped up. And the Instagram at PixelsWeekly. Beautiful. And you can get every single The cat wants to say something. That's what Talon is. Ryan is translating, and Talon is saying that all of our episodes are available for free. Yes. At PixelsWeekly.com. Thank you. And... That marks the end of this episode, which means until next time. Adios. Au revoir. We'll see you next week. Bye.